athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. So glad that you have joined us on this Saturday evening. A historic occasion from the press box to press row is now on the air. And of course, we'd like to thank all of those listening over radio in Birmingham, Alabama, of course, Atlanta, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, Greensboro, and Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and of course, in the Baltimore, Washington area. And especially want to thank those that are listening via the World Wide Web at www.boxtorow.com. You're locked into the Dopey Show on radio from the press box to press row. I am your host, Donald Ware. That audio you heard was from back on August the 20th, 2005, when from the press box to press row debuted. You heard the markets that we debuted in Atlanta and in Birmingham. Matter of fact, hosted the show in Baltimore. The station in Baltimore actually covered the whole Baltimore, Washington area and of course we were on in raleigh on waug now known as hot 97.9 fm the only original affiliate still carrying from the press box to press row got a lot to get into on today's program we had a great time on thursday i hope you were able to catch the Box to Row 15-year celebration, and I'm telling you, we had a great time. If you missed it, you can still go back on our website at boxtorow.com and watch. Uh, we may, I, I, you know, we did this on on Facebook Live and Instagram Live and Twitter Live, and it was a great time. I mean, listen, it was great because the city of Raleigh honored Box to Row. As a matter of fact, August 20th. 2020 officially known as box to road day in the city of raleigh and that proclamation is what it was was presented in person by Corey branch who's the mayor pro tem of the city of raleigh's a graduate of north carolina a&t state university so matter of fact in that first segment it was all hbcu we had a great time kevin frazier host of Entertainment tonight. Some Morgan State grad came on the program, joined us in the first part of the first hour of the celebration. Then Super Bowl winning quarterback Doug Williams joined us on the program as well. Of course, those two joined us uh, virtually. Corey Branch joined us 
in person. We had a couple of people that were at our location in Durham. It was, a, it was just a great time, social distancing and all of that. It was a great, my family was there. I mean, it was just an absolute wonderful time. Then in the second segment, we were joined by singer Josh Stone, internationally known Grammy Award winner Josh Stone, one of the most favorite guests that I've ever we've ever had on this program. Very bubbly, just I mean, she does her own thing. She's not beholden to the music industry. She does her own thing. As a matter of fact, had completed before COVID nineteen hit, had completed two hundred and four countries of her total world tour like she was going to every, as many countries as she and, and she's gonna she's still gonna complete it after COVID-19 and once COVID-19 you know once we get back to normal if you will but had completed 204 countries had a great time with her on the program it was absolutely phenomenal so on today's from the press box to press row we're gonna reflect on 15 years on the air I'm gonna share a couple of stories with you I'm gonna share how box to row got started where we came from the ups and downs of box to row and where we are now as a matter of fact also have a big announcement pretty big announcement to make as well so you want to stick with us for the whole program also what we're going to do today here on the program going to replace some of the interviews that we've had over the 15 years here on the program and i tell you what we've had some great great guests all of our guests are great right like i think all of our guests any guest that we've had has been great because anytime someone would take the time out of their busy schedule to come on the program and talk to the listeners super important to me learn it it allows for the listener to learn more about that person or or whatever the case may be so i mean i i mean that that to me is awesome Obviously, we've had some more well-known uh, people on the program. Going to replay part of some of those interviews today. Also here on From the Press Box to Press Row. I want to talk a little NBA on the program today as well. Got to talk some NBA as the NBA playoffs uh, have kicked off. And uh, we have some pretty good playoff series, right? Um, so I want to talk a little bit of NBA today here on From the Press Box to press row we want you to participate on the program maybe you had a chance to see the box to row 15 year celebration which took place on thursday we got things started right at 505 p.m eastern time 405 central time that is 205 pacific time got things kicked off got things started it was great and that's exactly when we came on the air going back some 15 years ago we want you to join us here on the program. Hit us up via Twitter at Box2Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Follow us while you're there. Also on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. Follow us while you're there. And also on Instagram, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. You can hit me up personally on my personal Twitter account, at dware one at dware one Also on my Instagram account, at where Donald, thank you to all the great affiliates around the country that carry from the press box to press row. I mentioned it was known then as Power 750 WAUG, now known as Hot 97.9 FM, the only original affiliate still carrying 
the program. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners. Uh, you know, Raleigh's just been great. Our home base here is is in Raleigh. It's just been great for us. I mean, another, I mean, all of our radio stations are great. Like, if we don't have the radio stations, we don't have the sponsorship, the support, you, the listener. We don't have a program. We, we don't, we don't, there is no box to row without you. There is no box to row without the sponsors. There is no box to row without the radio stations. So all of the radio stations are great. Some are a lot newer than others. Uh, for instance, one of our older radio stations and great support that we get in Greensboro and in the triad area, also in Southern Virginia, like in Danville and Martinsville and so forth. I mean, uh, even outside of the triad, I mean, uh, WNAA, great radio station, awesome radio stations. Matter of fact, a big part of Box to Row, quite frankly, uh, over the years, uh, gets all the way into Salisbury, Lexington, etc. Great radio station. Glad to have WNAA on board. And if you want to know all of the radio stations that carry the program, you can log on to our website at box and click on the affiliates link. Thank you to those that listen to us on Sirius XM channel 142 and those that listen to us around the world at box So again, uh, because I'm almost up against the break, but I really want to be able to share the story with you. Uh, with respect to Box to Row. So I'm going to take this time to once again thank Kevin Frazier for coming on the program. Told the story about Kevin Frazier. I was a student at Morgan State University. Kevin Frazier, uh, again, host of Entertainment Tonight. Think about that. Morgan State graduate is a host of Entertainment Tonight. Along the way, he was at Fox Sports uh, in L.A. or out in, in Cali. He was also on ESPN, has done a number of different things, made that transition from sports to entertainment. Called him when I was a student. You you know, he talked with me. He mentored me. So thank you to him for joining us on the 15-year celebration. Also, thank you to Doug Williams, Super Bowl-winning quarterback with the Washington football team, played his ball at Grambling, talked a lot with us about his days at Grambling. As a matter of fact, a little bit of interaction between Kevin and Doug. Kevin mentioning the fact that he was at Yankee Stadium one year where Morgan and, and, and Grambling played and watched Doug Williams absolutely slice Morgan up. Also, big shots out to Josh Stone for joining us on the program, being part of the 15-year celebration. Josh, one of my favorite interviews over the years here on Box to Row. Plenty more of From the Press Box to Press Row as our celebration of Box to Row 15 years on the air rolls on. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina, served in total wine all over North Carolina, Fresh Market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsboro. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's, and in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. 
Hey, what happened to all the Marjorie's beef jerky? Hey, what's up, bro? It was you, wasn't it? What was? Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You ate all the Marjorie's beef jerky, didn't you? Yeah, so what? That was mine. Dad just bought that for me yesterday. Don't worry, I'll just go online and buy some more. No big deal. Wait, you can just go online and buy more? Well, in that case, I'm going to buy the original orange teriyaki and sweet and spicy. But I do expect you to pay me back for all that beef jerky you ate. Marjorie's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. Purchase Marjorie's Beef Jerky online right now at marjoriesbeefjerky.com. That's marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Or call them toll-free, 844-340-7613. Marjorie's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. August 20th, 2005, Mariah Carey's We Belong Together, the number one song in the country. Welcome back to From the Press Box to Press Row as we celebrate 15 years of Box to Row on the air again, beginning on August the 20th, 2005. From the Press Box to Press Row came on five radio stations so across the country. So... Let me sort of start here and uh, paint the picture, tell a little bit about the story of how uh, this program from the press box to press row and then ultimately uh, box to row came into existence. So growing up in Washington, huge sports fan, as a matter of fact, I was telling the story the other day about national radio and listening to Tony Kornheiser is maybe I mean at least from what I remember may have been the first nationally syndicated sports talk show host perhaps not a hundred percent sure about that but you know my days of of sports and listening to sports on radio go way back even before Tony Kornheiser in the late 90s so I grew up listening to a show called Sports Call with Ken Beatrice it was on WMAL, their moniker was WMAL AM 63. So it was 630 on your AM dial. And um, uh, also, actually, remember listening on WHUR uh, to Glenn Harris, who used to call Howard Games, um, had, a, had a sports talk show also that, as a matter of fact, I called into uh, a time or two. This was, wow, back in maybe the early 80s, I may have been seven or eight years old. So, you know, always had been a fan of radio, sports talk radio, but even more so than that, radio as a whole. Like, I'd go to bed and listen to, uh, it was a station in D.C. called WTOP, still around, and WMAL, still around, by the way. And, of course, WHR, our HD2 channel, is our affiliate uh, for From the Press Box to Press Row. Anyway, would go to bed listening to Larry King. Larry King had a nationally syndicated radio show yeah this was before Larry King on TV and on CNN so I'd either go to bed listening to him or uh, it'd be a sporting event in the summer it'd be Baltimore Orioles games or in the winter time 
it would be Washington then Bullets or Washington Capitals games. Rarely were there Redskins games at that time because the Redskins generally played, you know, they, I mean, you have what Thursday night games now and, you know, you had Monday night. Yeah. But I mean, you know, some Saturday night games in, in December and all that, but really it, it wasn't a lot of Redskins. I may listen to some Redskins talk, you know, after a game, maybe a late game, they played at four o'clock. If I was in the bed at eight o'clock, whatever the case may be. So my, my, my radio days go back and my interest in radio goes back a long time. So fast forwarding to the late nineties, you know, Tony Kornheiser, Jim Rome had a radio program, loved the Jim Rome show still do, but I would listen to these shows and, and even nationally, locally also never really talked about HBCU sports. Now in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, some of the greatest players to ever play specifically in the national football league came out of HBCUs and really got my start in really being about HBCUs. When I was a student at Morgan state university, I was the sports editor of the student newspaper called the spokesman. And, and while we, I would do, you know, we do stories about Morgan athletics and so on and so forth. I would have a page dedicated to HBCU sports and what was going on in the world of HBCU sports, learning from, you know, onadan.com, still in existence. Eric Moore came out uh, to our celebration on Thursday. Luke Williams of the Black College Sports page. You've heard, if you've listened to this show for any number of years, you've heard uh, those two gentlemen on this program. So, you know, my, 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 I really always, you know, had a big interest, especially in college in HBCU sports, but never heard any national or local uh, radio personalities for that matter, talking HBCU sports. So time went on, you know, I, I started out at, uh, as, uh, you know, in, in working in, in, in athletic administration, you know, uh, uh, North Carolina, ANT, NC state Shaw. And then, you know, I decided I'm, I'm going to get out of the SID business and really, one day it hit me. I want to build this business, want to get into PR, right? Wanted to be a PR business, not to get into PR, wanted to be a PR business. And part of that is going to be this program that we're going to create. So uh, in essence, you know, mapped it out, created the program, or well, did the research, I should say, looked at some of the markets we wanted to be on because in the beginning there was seed money, okay? But it had to be about making you know, generating revenue to not only sustain the program, but to be able to do this full time and make a living out of it. So we looked at research, the markets. I mean, an easy one was was Raleigh home base. So we got a radio station in Raleigh, WAUG or hot 97.9 FM right now still carries the program. Uh, looked at Atlanta, had Atlanta being on in Atlanta was a must had to be on in Atlanta. You talk about HBCUs at that time. Morris Brown was had athletics, you know, Clark Morehouse and even Spellman to some degree. Then I look, you looked at other markets, Birmingham, big time. Miles is in the Birmingham area. The SWAC offices were in Birmingham. Uh, the SWAC championship game was played in Birmingham. Matter of fact, that first year we did a live broadcast from the SWAC championship game in 2005 from Legion Field. Um, and then you also had like the Labor Day Classic. So m- to me, Birmingham was a major Mecca market for HBCU sports. So we were on there. 
then Greensboro and Winston-Salem right up the road, or right, yeah, right up the road from us here in Raleigh. So those were our markets where we started purchasing airtime. Um, you know, got it, got it rolling, uh, hosted the first show, then hosted the next, you know, two of the next three shows. And it was good. Traveling to Baltimore doesn't a lot, though, you know, and still trying to do the business side. So from the talent perspective, Terry Banks, I had worked with him when I was a student at Morgan. He was the color analyst along with Lamont Germany. Big, you know, big, big influence on my life. Every reason I got into radio, still the play by play voice for Morgan State football. Um, so uh, so Terry Banks was doing color, said, hey, Terry, would love for you to host this show. Great voice so on and so forth. He hosted the show. Listen, we, we, we were getting it done for about six months. Things were going, you know, I mean, the show was going well. It was a live call-in show. The show was going well. The money, not so much. So after six months, money ran out. Guess what? Had to come back to home base. Went over to none other than WAUG. Started hosting the show myself. You know, sort of got it back. Continued to host trials tribulations, et cetera, till we were able to finally um, start to build the radio stations back up. Had a station in Durham that was carrying the show. W-E-L-E still carrying the program out of Daytona Beach, one of the first stations to come back on with us. W, or come on with us. W-N-A-A, as I mentioned before, uh, one of the first stations to come on. Just started building it up, building it up, building it up. And there were a lot of trials and, and tribulations along the way but ultimately stuck with it and really have been able to, you know, hopefully at least you think as the listener, uh, we've been able to bring you uh, a show where you are uh, informed and entertained all in the same show. And, you know, I I have, you know, many people that, uh, you know, hit us up on Facebook and I, may see from time to time that say they listen to the show each and every week. They enjoy the show. And, you know, that's part of what we do. But we want to inform people. I mean, it was, it was about, at the end of the day, HBCU sports and what was happening in HBCU sports. Now, we have gone and done some other things, uh, I think, to enhance the program overall. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we want to inform the listener about HBCU sports. We've done a number of different things. A lot of different things have happened. Some great things. I mean, it's just too many to really name. Certainly at this time, um, it, you know, there's a great history really of the program that, you know, maybe I need to sit down and just, you know, do a blog really about all of the, the just the things that have been able to be accomplished uh, via botch to row. But, you know, it's been a great ride. The 15 years uh, to this point has been absolutely uh, phenomenal. And, and at the end of the show, got a, a, a pretty big announcement, I think, uh, to make as well in terms of another affiliate. Matter of fact, we, we've uh, been in talks with a couple more affiliates, but this affiliate um, is going to really, um, I think, is going to be really big. And, um, you know, it's going to allow for Box to Row to be heard nationally even more. So I'm looking forward to sharing that information with you as we continue with the program. So that's a little bit about box to row, a little bit about the history. Um, you know, again, I just, you know, I appreciate the support for those that listen, have been listening for so many years. You, the listener that have been listening to our sponsors 
over the years. And then, of course, to the radio stations like all three of those. I mean, listeners, radio stations, sponsors, all go go all go hand in hand. Got to have all of them to be able to do what we, in fact, have been able to do for these 15 years on the air. I mean, it's just, you know. I mean, wow, my family's, I mean, first of all, God, I mean, it's, it's been, it's all God, really. I mean, if you really want to be honest about this, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, it, you know, it would, I mean, listen, <laughs> it was some days when I'm going to tell you what, I'm like, man, I can't do this. You know, it, it just wasn't happening, you know, and some days it'd be nothing going right. And then some days it'd be something going right. And then something else. And it was just some days I was like, nah, I can't do this. You know, I, you know, not making a living and, you know, money being tight and those type of things. I mean, it was a real, real, you know, a family to feed like it was a real, real struggle. But, you know, you've heard my father come on the show before, been big, um, you know, in, in terms of the support, um, you know, my sister, uh, you know, my family, my wife, Kim's been great. The, my children. I mean, this has just been really like a collective in terms of being where Boxero is, but also, you know, what we've been able to do with HBCU Sports. We'll talk more about Boxero and our 15 years on the air on the other side. The radio program that's talking sports from New York City to Cali and globally on the World Wide Web. From the press box to press row continues after this. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. I'm excited I get to play for them. They support us in everything we do. You know, it's a joy to, you know, go to work and, and know that you're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to shoot for you as loud as they can no matter who you're playing. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused. Just really, you know, excited. He's Chadwick Bozeman and he joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. You are, in fact, a graduate. What do you remember most about your days at Howard? Howard is like one of those experiences where <laughs> you know it's a it's a bubble. You know it's a it's a special moment. Like I had some great teachers. Felicia Rashad was one of my teachers. You know, I just remember being nurtured to respect black writers, black directors, black actors, as well as the classics. So you got the full scope of what you should experience. And I think that's unique to Howard. I just love the fact that they respected the full scope of it. Kiki Palmer joining us here on the program. I, I've come in a lot of different ways. I think I've definitely grown as far as my age progression. And that shows that I've literally grown, I guess, on screen. And people have seen me from, you know, a young kid to coming of age into an adult. And I feel like slowly but surely they're not taking that Akila memory out their head, but realizing Akila also has, you know, has grown up. I don't ever want to typecast it as just the weed hosting girl. That is the voice of Steph Curry. Your progress from Davidson to now with Golden State. Where I've come from in high school into a small D1 college at Davidson. Uh, it's a great story, and uh, I'm just having fun, you know, living my dream and riding the ride. That's the voice, of course, of T.I. It's some hard times down in the ATL, though, T.I. Yeah, and that is understood. It wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first, nor the worst. But, you know, you got to stay down with the home team, you know, you no, nah, no question. I'm, I'm still, I'm still down with the skins, man. What can I say? They're, they're not doing too well right now. Well, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We gotta, hey, 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 look, man, we gotta, we gotta hold it down so we can, so we can get it back right again. 
<laughs> that is the voice of Maria Taylor, ESPN College Sports Analyst. College Game Day is a show that I grew up watching, a, a show that I've always loved. I knew that when I was uh, able to join, I was more than excited. I found out the same week as I turned 30, and it's just something that I never dreamed I would be a part of, but something that I'm so thankful to have under my belt to have done for an entire season. It's there's nothing like it, honestly. Hello, I'm Josh Stone, and I'm here chatting to Donald on Thunder Press Box to Press Roll. Kimber Walker. There's a lot more poise now. You know, um, the game is slowed down, so you know, I kind of know what to expect. You know, I've been watching a lot of film on our offense and, you know, what plays I can make. You know, I'm just trying to make the best plays possible. When I draw a second defender to me, um, I know my job is done. I'm trying my best to find the open guy. You know, the difference is guys are making shots. That's been the biggest difference. I'm talking about none other than Common. Well, I ended up in Sam just because I wanted to major in business. And Sam, you had the illustrious school of business. And, I mean, I played high school basketball, but... At one point, my career kind of rounded off because I got injured and I wasn't getting as much playing time, so I became impatient. I went to school first starting off with general studies, then I found out that business was the key. That's what I wanted to do. I got into the school of business, and it was definitely a great learning experience for me. She's regarded as the best gymnast in the world. She's Simone Biles, the ESPN Swimsuit Edition. Actually, really fun, like, to be honest. Me and Allie had a lot of fun. We were like, oh, of course, I'm one of the best shape of our lives. We're feeling confident about our body and we hope that other young girls and women might feel that being strong is so beautiful. So that's what we kind of try to do. Mine was just like beauty, but also showing muscles. Like I feel like when little girls look at that, they'll think it's okay to have muscles and be beautiful and like sexy at the same time in a good manner. And I think that's what we got across, hopefully. It was great. Greatest football player to ever play, Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali was a principal person in the country at the time, and he stood up and said that he was not going to the service because it was against his religion. Mm-hmm. Called all the top black athletes together, along with Carl Stoke, the first black mayor of a major city. So I'm glad you brought that particular incident up. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh, man, thank you for having me, Clay, in a real way. I mean, I'm so honored. Snoop, you football league has done so many wonders. we got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have grown to Division One. WWE champion Alexa Bliss. How does one go from being a cheerleader as you were at the Division One level at Akron to being the WWE champion? <laughs> well, uh, after I cheered in Akron, my uh, trainer had told me that WWE was having a tryout. So, and they knew I was a fan. So I went online and I submitted a video to WWE.com. Um, I didn't think anything would come of it, but then I was called and given a tryout. And then after I tried out, I was signed to NXT and it just kind of became a roller coaster from there. We're joined by the one and only Jerry Rice. What do you remember most about those days at Mississippi Valley State? What is going on at Mississippi Valley State? University. <laughs> Why are these guys putting up unbelievable numbers? And that brought awareness to the school. And after that, I got drafted to the San Francisco 49ers. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. <laughs> and you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment. Check the show out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's From the Press Box to Press Row, real, relevant radio. Welcome back to From the Press Box to Press Row. 
you want to participate here on the program, hit me up via Twitter at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W, again on Thursday. Box to Row celebrated 15 years on the air, on a, and on today we're still celebrating 15 years on the air. We've had some phenomenal guests in our 15 years on the air, and again on Thursday with the celebration, we uh, were able to play some videos of some of the guests that we have, really the audio, and we matched some some uh, some photos to make it a video for a visual effect. And one of the guests that has appeared on from the press box to press row over the years highlighted um, some of them. For instance, like you have a Broderick Fobbs, an alum of Grambling head football coach there. Buddy Pugh, an alum of South Carolina State head football coach there. Damon Wilson is the head football coach at Bowie State, an alum of Bowie State, and a back, the Bulldogs back-to-back CIAA champions. As a matter of fact, it was just in June with our HBCU football daily podcast, which we had to suspend due to COVID-19, had a chance to preview the Bowie State Bulldogs and talk with Damon Wilson, again, the head football coach at Bowie State. It's it's been great. You know, it's it's been great. We're, We're still, I'm trying to challenge myself every year, every day, to bring more to the university. We have some things going on this year that we haven't had before. We just had a camp last week with uh, almost 500 students, athletes participated in. We're doing a 5K run this upcoming uh, uh, summer right before camp. We're going to do the run of champions. So we're going to give the community and other supporters an opportunity to uh, run with our football team before we check in camp to add money to our football endowment that we started last year. So it's a lot of things outside of the playing surface that I'm trying to uh, establish. Uh, so when, when I'm long gone from Bowie State University, we're going to have an impact on the university forever. And that's something that, uh, you know, the guys are really answering the bell. I'm excited about these things. In his 12th season as the head football coach of the Bulldogs, Damon Wilson, again, that was from June, talking about his alma mater, Bowie State, and what it means to coach at his alma mater. Again, I don't, I'm not going to say from the beginning, the first non-sports guest to come on the program, it's hard to remember who it actually was. I mean, one name comes to mind. Scarface was a guest on this program going back to 2007. I remember it well because it was at the time, around the time that Sean Taylor formerly of the Washington football team, was killed. If you remember that, going back to 2007, and I can remember having Scarface on the program and asking him about that. But we've had, obviously, as you've heard and listened to this program over the years, non-sports guests as as, uh, guests of the program. And one of those guests was Common. You saw Common the other day on TV, the Democratic National Convention, done a lot of big things. For those that didn't know, Common is an alum of Florida A&M University. And big shots out to WTAL. WTAL in Tallahassee is one of our longest running affiliates, as a matter of fact, as well. But had a chance back in 2010 
to talk with Common and and uh, ask him about his times at Florida A&M. I've just grown as a, as a human being and as a man. Definitely learned a lot more about who I am and things that I really enjoy and love. And also, you know, grew spiritually, grew like socially as a person. And, you know, you just evolved. It felt good for people to recognize and see that I was something viable in hip-hop and that, that they felt that I had some music that they could enjoy. But, you know, it's funny. You always, no matter what, want to keep climbing. You want to keep, you reach a certain level and you want to keep going higher on the mountains. That's just what it, what it was. Even at that time, I always looked for greater achievements. You're from Chicago and you went to Florida A&M. Talk to us a little bit about those days at FAMU in Tallahassee. Oh, FAMU days were some of the best days of my life. I mean, I had so much fun there. It was just, it was like invigorating. It was introduction to a new aspect of of culture in the world. I mean, the Southern girls is just incredible. <laughs> uh, you know, the food was great. The, the the black college experience, you can't beat that. I mean, I wouldn't change that in my life for, for anything. You know, it just was a very significant time in my life to be around, um, edu- be around black people who were seeking out higher education and just really trying to go on a, on a path of goals and, you know, just be around cool people that were really just trying to achieve in life. Common speaking on his days at Florida A and M. One of the one of the more memorable interviews on from the press box to press row was that of the late Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, and it was memorable not only for the conversation, but the number of people that commented talked about. Uh, the interview, a lot of older people. I mean, you talk about Aretha Franklin. I mean, Queen of Soul, big, big time and had a chance um, to talk with her about a number of different things, including her thoughts on R&B in 2013. What do I think about it as opposed to when uh, uh, when uh, myself and uh, other R&B artists uh, Teddy Pendergrass, Barry White, uh, the Temps, the Tops, all of my all of my favorite artists. Uh, what do I think about it today, as opposed to yesteryear or yes, or uh, back in the back in the day? Some of it is alive and well. Um, some of the hip hop is good, but you're speaking more specifically about the music. Uh, Jennifer Hudson uh, is one of my favorite artists. I enjoy her. Who else? Usher, I like uh, a lot. Fantasia, I like. Chris Brown, I just love. As an artist, I really love Chris Brown. A young boy can get on down with it. He is bad, <laughs> bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. I love Chris Brown. Rest in peace to the late Aretha Franklin. Speaking of rest in peace, and one of, you know, I tell you, one of the more memorable, I have a lot of them, but one of the more memorable ones. Uh, also was the conversation that uh, was able to have with Chuck Brown back in 2010. And what was interesting is we did the interview. Maybe it was, I don't know, could have been 25 minutes. We talked for another like eight to 10 minutes after that. And actually being from Washington, I didn't have a chance to see the first time I actually saw Chuck Brown in person was in 2008 at the CIAA tournament, St. Augs had a or St. Augustine's had a party 
and um, or sponsored a party. And it was actually Chuck Brown, his daughter, and Raheem Devon were there. It was at a hotel in Charlotte. It, it was just great. But had a chance to catch up with the godfather of Go-Go back in 2010 from my home area, Chuck Brown. Well, I tell you, I searched for it. Something I was searching for. You know, James Brown has always been a great idol of mine. Uh, and people like B.B. King, Kenny Burrell, uh, uh, and people like uh, West Montgomery, Guitar Slim, Howlin' Wolf, uh, uh, John Lee Hooker, Charlie Chris. And uh, I had just gotten interested in, uh, I mean, really serious about playing music uh, in uh, around 1960, 59, 59 or, yeah, around 59 or 60. And so I started searching for my own sound after I put my own band together, which was in 1966. And Grover Washington came out with a tune in 1976 with, uh, called Mr. Magic. The first tune that I cut was We The People. That was in 1972. And uh, then that was a good hit. Then the next tune was Blow Your Whistle. And I started uh, I started searching for my own sound. And I, wanted, I was going to call myself the Soul Searcher. But when I put my band together in 66, I, I named the whole band the Soul Searchers. And I'm sure you heard of the Soul Searchers. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, but uh, not that you were here in the 60s, but this name still goes on, the Soul <laughs> Searchers. You know what I'm the late Chuck Brown joining us back in 2010 on From the Press Box to Press Road. As a matter of fact, the interview, that interview is in its entirety on our Box to Row YouTube page. Also joining us on From the Press Box to Press Row over the years, had a chance to catch up with another icon in the music industry. Sheila E. Sheila E. joined us on the program. This is going back maybe three years ago or so and talked about Prince. Um, it was uh, it was very emotional. Uh, it took a lot for us to do that. We put that together in a couple of days. And uh, initially I said, no, I didn't want to do anything because at the time they asked, I I couldn't do anything. Um, I couldn't perform. I couldn't look at his pictures, uh, listen to the music. I, t- television was off for weeks. Uh, the first time we all got together in the studio, days before BET, um, we sat there um, really in disbelief. And the reason why we were there was not a pleasant one. And it was uh, something that I think we did well. What most, Sheila E., comes to your mind when you think about uh, Prince and your time with him? Uh, it's not one thing because it's, it's, it's a memory that lasts for over 30 years or so. Um, it, it's, you know, we were both very young when we met, and I, I met him at the beginning uh, of his career, the very beginning, and... Uh, it's that's family. It's you know, it's my friend. It's it's one big memory of many, many years of things, good and bad. And then, of course, you have to have an Olympic champion. And we had an Olympic champion on the program twice, once before she won the gold medals in 2016. And then after that, Simone Biles, the best gymnast in the world, one of, if not the greatest to ever do it join the program first in 2014 and then in 2017 
What was the Dancing with the Stars experience like for you? I feel like I've learned a lot about myself doing the show, and I mean, there is nothing more you can almost do rather than like get out of your comfort zone in front of America. I think that's a really big thing for anyone to do, and everyone thinks it's just about dancing, but then you have to share your personality, and there's so many other things that people aren't used to hearing about. Um, you get to hear everyone's different stories, and then like. I don't think anybody knew how much we trained, but it was like training for the Olympics. I trained like six hours a day. On Dancing with the Stars, it was like he would tell me to do something, and I'm not being stubborn or anything, but I've been trained to like not do certain things, like smile, do this, do that. So it's like it was pretty hard for me to even show some of those emotions and then pull out emotions that I don't even know that I have. Simone Biles joining us back in 2017. 15 years of Box to Row, the celebration continues on the other side. Hey, what happened to all the Marjorie's beef jerky? Hey, what's up, bro? It was you, wasn't it? What was? Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You ate all the Marjorie's beef jerky, didn't you? Yeah, so what? That was mine. Dad just bought that for me yesterday. Don't worry, I'll just go online and buy some more. No big deal. Wait, you can just go online and buy more? Well, in that case, I'm going to buy the original orange teriyaki and sweet and spicy. But I do expect you to pay me back for all that beef jerky you ate. Marjorie's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. Purchase Marjorie's Beef Jerky online right now at Marjorie'sBeefJerky.com. That's Marjorie'sBeefJerky.com. Or call them toll-free, 844-340-7613. Marjorie's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh Market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsboro. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's. And in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge, and Cooper's Ale House. It's Donald Ware from the Press Box to Press Row. We're back here on From the Press Box to Press Row celebrating 15 years on the air. The date, again, if you're just joining us, when the show began was August the 20th, 2005. have been rolling ever since and you missed our show again on Thursday the video the program is up on our website at boxtorow.com this segment of from the press box to press row is brought to you by Marjorie's beef jerky the Marjorie's special six going on right now pick any six flavors of Marjorie's beef jerky and save $12 log on to Marjorie's beef jerky dot com right now marjorie's beef jerky dot com again the special pick any six flavors of marjorie's beef jerky 
and save $12. Remember, Marjorie's Beef Jerky is a supporter of From the Press Box to Press Row. Listen, before we go any further, and we're going to talk some NBA here on the program, our condolences go out to Mike Wallace. And if you've listened to this program, and again, in, in, in preparing for this program and looking back over the 15 years of this show, a lot I look back to some of the interviews, some of the shows going back to 2010, 2011. Mike Wallace was a part of this program going all the way back to 2010 2011 Mike lost his wife uh, in a battle with cancer earlier in the week and I tell you what you talk about great guys Mike and I go back a very long way when I was in athletic administration at North Carolina A&T back in the late 90s early 2000s he was the beat writer for for the Florida A&M Rattlers with the Tallahassee Democrat, and then his career progressed, and he went on to the Miami Herald and covered the Miami Heat, then ultimately went on to ESPN, covering the Heat, covering the NBA, and now is, of course, uh, the senior editor of Grind City Media, the news website for the Memphis Grizzlies. And, I mean, I, I tell you what, I was, you know, he, I talked with Mike, Maybe a couple of weeks ago, we text and he he had indicated to me at that time that uh, it was cancer and it had come out of nowhere, really. And, um, you know, he was honest. He was like, hey, this is this is going to be a tough fight. But just our condolences and thoughts and prayers. And, and I want you to pray for Mike again, Mike Wallace and his family on the loss of his wife. I mean, that is, uh, you know, Mike, a relatively young um, I mean, that that, uh, you know, I mean, just this uh, devastating. But again, be in in prayer and uh, and thoughts and prayers with Mike Wallace again, who has been part of this program uh, for the better part of 10 years. So let's talk uh, a little bit of NBA here on the program. And when in a, we previewed a, a little bit last week in terms of some of the playoff matchups and, you know, I thought with that one eight matchup and, and, and really remember, ultimately, when we left you last week, it was a play in situation. So really, Portland still had to go and handle its business to even be able to get into the playoffs. And it ultimately did. And Damian Lillard was absolutely phenomenal. My thought was. When Thursday came around, if Portland was able to beat L.A. in game two to take that two to nothing lead. And and again, you got to remember this time around with COVID-19 a lot different. So the home court playoff advantage is not there. So, you know, you, you in this particular situation and and by the way, if if uh, if it had been that scenario where we had the home and home games, well, Portland would have done its job anyway because it would have been the, the first two games would have been in Portland. Portland would have taken a split going back to L.A. for the next two games. So really, in essence, I think the Blazers are still in decent position. I thought if they won the game on Thursday that I, I thought they really had a chance to win the series. We haven't seen many 1-8 upsets. Uh, the one that most notably comes to mind 
would have been going for me back to 1994 when the Nuggets, Dikembe Mutombo, and and uh, and that team defeated. I believe it was the Seattle SuperSonics at the time with you know Gary Payton and Sean Kemp and Nate McMillan and that whole team. So you don't see a lot of one eight upsets with the Lakers winning the game in the manner in which they won the game, right? Uh, and then you look ultimately at now Damian Lillard and his dislocated finger, uh, even though it's on his non-shooting hand. It's going to be a problem moving forward. You know, the interesting thing with respect to Portland and C.J. McCollum let everybody know, you know, let everybody know, reminded everyone last week, all the talk was about Damian Lillard and all the points he was scoring and rightfully so and hitting these, you know, 30-foot shots, 32, 33-foot shots, knocking them down with ease. But but the, listen, McCollum reminded the Blazers that he's capable of putting up 40 points as well. A lot of the talk, and I mentioned it last week, was also about Carmelo Anthony. And at least for me, in my mind, Carmelo Anthony was really going to be a guy that was really going to step up. You know, he wants to – you don't want to be a guy, as I mentioned last week, that you go throughout the course of your career – and it's been all about the points. It's He scored a lot of points. He was one of the elite players early on in his career, more specifically when he came to Denver. Pretty much uh, playing with the Knicks was pretty much a disaster, uh, even though he was coming back home. A lot of that not on him. He was able to, you know, in a lot of respects, score points, do his thing, but just didn't have a whole lot of help. But now I really believe in the way in which the Lakers came back. You look at Anthony Davis, the Lakers needed a big-time game from Anthony Davis, was able to get that big-time game from Anthony Davis in game two, 33 points. He was absolutely dominant, and that's something that we didn't see in game one. And listen, the Lakers looked like, I mean, the Lakers really looked like they were in trouble. It was it was pretty much LeBron James, Anthony Davis, obviously can come in and put points up at any time. He showed that on Thursday, and but but not a whole lot of other help. And it was a matter of really Anthony Davis really coming around. And I think he you know he made a statement with those thirty three points in that basketball game. And I had I said this, I was talking to a couple of people and said this, that I thought that if the Lakers lost game two, that I thought ultimately the Blazers would win it. And uh, if the Lakers won game two, that I thought ultimately the Lakers would win it. So I do think ultimately the Lakers will win it. But I think a lot has been exposed uh, with respect to the Lakers and uh, the Lakers are going to have to really play some ball if they want to, uh, you know, be a team that's going to be in the at least make it to the Western Conference Finals. It's not going to be easy. The Lakers are really, really going to have to step things up. You know, the Bucks really rebounded. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo really, I mean, he played so well. What he had 20, what was he, 28 points, 20 rebounds in game two on Thursday as the mad you know the bucks were able to rebound and defeat the magic really the bucks i thought underachieved in game 1 as much as you want to give the magic credit i thought the bucks didn't play well at all rebounded played to their capability i really like the bucks coming out of the east i just think that the bucks rebounding winning that game um really showing orlando you don't even belong on the court 
with us. And I think going forward, I think you're going to see the Bucks really, I think the Bucks are going to take it from here. Uh, really, the, the Magic aren't going to win any more games. Game three is going to be on Saturday, so ultimately we'll see how it plays out. But I think the Bucks ultimately win that series. Listen, I thought the Thunder and the Rockets, I thought that was going to be a little bit closer series. It's not over. You have game three that's taking place on Saturday, but the Rockets have taken really a commanding two to nothing lead. And again, remember, if it were a situation where you had games being played in the respective arenas, well, guess what? That's a 4-5 matchup with the Rockets ultimately would have taken the first two games going back to Houston for game three. So again, I think the Rockets are in good position. I thought it was going to be a tough matchup, hard to call. I, I, you know, I have to go back and sort of remember what I said last week in terms of a prediction. I really like the Thunder. Like, you know, Chris Paul is playing unbelievably well out of his mind throughout the course of this entire season. Uh, when, But when you look at the Thunder, and, and, I, and I, I don't know if I even picked one. It was such a hard pick. You know, James Harden is James Harden. You know, I thought part of the problem would have been the Rockets not having a – a Russell Westbrook, but again, you got, you know, you got some other pieces there. And so with that, I think the Rockets are in good shape. Again, game three going to take place on Saturday. Uh, That Heat Pacers series, man, I I thought the Pacers were going to be better. Miami is a sneaky, good basketball team. Listen, there's a lot of talent there, right? And, you know, to me, Eric Spolstra, you can look at um, those years, with LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and say, well, you know, Spolstra had a lot of talent. He had to manage that talent. And then uh, since those guys, he's done a good job. He has some talent on that basketball team, and I think Spolstra has done a good job. I I thought the Pacers would be a lot better with the talent that the Pacers had. T.J. Warren uh, has cooled down a little bit. We'll see. Game three, I'm not ready to say that the Heat are going to take the series, but the Pacers definitely going to have to rebound when it comes to game three. So that's my thoughts on the NBA playoffs to this point. Hit me up via Twitter at box to row B O X T O R O W or on Facebook B O X the number two. If you have any thoughts on the NBA playoffs before we get out of here on box to row again, got an announcement to make that beginning on next Friday And each and every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern time, that's 6 p.m. Pacific time, from the press box to press row will now be airing on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM. You can catch from the press box to press row on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM. That's each and every Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Central time, that's 6 p.m. out west again on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM. Looking forward to that. Of course, you can continue to catch the program on HUR Voices Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern and on HBCU, 9 a.m. Eastern time each and every Saturday. I want to welcome our newest affiliate and those listening to us in the Dayton, Ohio area on WCSU. Thank you for making from the press box to press row, a part of your day. Thank you for 15 years of from the press box to press row and you being a supporter for 15 years of 
this program and we're going to do this thing big for another 15 years. Continue to support us and you can find great information on our website at BotchToRow.com. And always remember to support those that support you. From the Press Box to Press Row is presented by DW Communications. Show.